Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs Podcast. The audio experience for basketball officials. Serve the game. Hey. Hey, Paul. Thank you so much for having me here. How you doing, pal? Great. Good to see you, man. I'm glad uh, we can have this opportunity to meet and have a little bit of a one-to-one. So um, I'm originally um, from um, Bethesda, um, Maryland, which is right outside of the Washington, D.C. Um, area. But, um, but right now I'm in Hayes, Kansas, where I'm working on my grad and master's degree in higher education in student affairs at Fort Hayes um, State University, which I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, what, what I'm doing now and getting to just be a graduate assistant in accessibility services. And I'm now entering my sixth year of basketball officiating. This is gonna be my second year at the high school level in Kansas. Um, after the previous four years, I worked my way up through the intramural program at my alma mater, Salisbury University in Maryland, where I was an intramural official and intramural supervisor and got to ref basketball for four years and got to set my foundation. Um, and part of the reason why I joined this mentor tier um, program, it's to be around of a lot of like-minded individuals who want to get better, who have a lot of passion for the game and looking to grow more in their certain areas and take the hard um, criticism. Thanks for sharing that. And I know you sent me a text message last night where you, you said basically, you know, we were just kind of getting started here on the mentor tier, but you just said how your, your confidence and you feel like you're growing already. I, I want you to, uh, I want to double click down on that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just it, it, it's just through the content, um, especially just, I mean, with the no off season, I mean, Paul, how you've been working with these other officials and been talking, I mean, about like certain phrases with coach um, communication, for example, like if a coach asks uh, about a partner's call, like you basically um tell them like coach um i don't want my partner explaining my call so i'm not going to explain his um is that um fair and 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 thinking about just things that are um short um and um, and sweet as well as the journey that it just takes everybody not everybody's has the same path because everyone has different live experience different i mean playing experiences and being around the game of basketball so you found those rapid responses sessions very helpful for your communication skills yes yeah oh yeah as well like i've also like after that session what i checked um out and and got some other stuff from referee.com like to help me communicate with coaches just just some of these other books as well as the pick a pregame um book um as um, as well because this year in kansas i'm going to be working with different officials of different skill levels and and, and that's going to help me tailor the pregame to what official i'm going to be working with what are some of the uh, things you heard the other night during our communications training that you think you could immediately insert in your game yeah i mean um, i mean i feel that um, that you can't just over explain 
your call to your coaches. It has to either be rule book, definition quick, be right on point. It has to be right to the point because then you're just explaining things to yourself too much. Good, good. Yeah, I want to, that was one of the first uh, ideas I had when I heard your responses was they were just too long. So I want to definitely transition you into going uh, long form into into short form. Remember those those few seconds. A coach a coach is just waiting to to really see those first three seconds of what you're gonna say, how you're gonna say it, how you're gonna deliver it, and then they go from there. So if it's a powerful three seconds and you hook them in, you have their attention, then you have an opportunity to to deliver a message. But if you don't hook them in in those first few seconds they're either going to tune you out or they're going to cut you off. Yeah. I mean, like, like, if you have to know what your purpose, I mean, is there for like, I mean, what you're saying, be, 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 because you're the calling official and like, you knew what the play was. Um, and, um, and especially the one thing that's helped me over the summer was of me doing a lot more above the rim play with some camps this summer. I've been able to see which matchups more I have. So like if a coach asks like what this player did, if, if four if four if, who, like if the coach asks like if three seconds on like i would tell him like black four was in the paint for three seconds it was on him okay so you're having better recall on yeah. on the plays on the on the recent plays you're able to catalog yeah. them in your brain a little bit better which will allow you to explain them uh more intelligently which is going to create better re- overall responses for you I know one of the things you wrote down that you're looking to gain from the mentor tier is an improvement in your confidence and and your game strategy and how to better manage games. Can we just go into a little bit of what you're struggling with and maybe some ideas on improving that? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So the one, I mean, thing especially with the game, I mean, I mean, management. It's it's under like like what i've started to understand more this summer which i didn't understand before like it, especially if it's like if it's if it's if it's if it's a tight game situation you have to know what you've been calling the entire i mean game like if this wasn't a travel in the first quarter this shouldn't be called a travel late here in the game if 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 if, if, if it's the exact same play that's one thing that, that, that you have, like, you can't just change it up from what it was. Right. But you also just want to have a great feel for the game and a feel for the moment, you know? Yeah. Yep. What are you struggling with, with your confidence? Which areas are you lacking that belief in? Um, I feel, I mean, like, I mean, I would definitely, I mean, um, say just, I mean, understanding, um, ex- especially if it's, like I mean, a coach like it um, that's trying to go like more like into my head. Like I'm trying to just um just listen and understand that um phrase quickly. I mean, like I know that a coach is not going to be there. I don't care if a coach doesn't like me or not, but I'm just trying to, I mean, get to the I mean important point so I can move on and always have that next play mentality and not be trapped in the moment which is something that I've improved on from years ago. Okay. And, um, and, and, and a few years ago, like, like if something happened on one end with one coach and, and, and I probably intentionally like missed, I mean, a play. And the one thing 
that I mean that I've always told myself is that you have to keep your head up onto the next play. Yeah, very difficult thing to do when you have all of these voices that are trying to communicate at us during the game. Um, so you gotta, yeah, like you said, block it out. So that's where the skill comes in to not, you know, we have to to hear them and be approachable and listen, right? But we cannot listen when we're trying to do another task, which is get the call right or um, watch our primary area or, you know, focus on that next rotation so we don't miss it. We can't be thinking about the conversation we had three possessions ago, but this is something very common and it, and it, and it is always in our mind. You know, it's very difficult to, to get it out of your mind that the interactions we have during the game, especially with the coaches that challenge us. Right. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. And the one thing that I know now is that not all of them read the rule book or don't really understand the situations. They're just trying to, bark and grab and get a win for their team to try to get some controlled momentum and the sooner you can expect like nothing of them for instance don't expect them to know the rule book don't come in with that as your expectation during the game because then you're going to be easily or quickly disappointed uh, or thrown off when they don't show that rule knowledge so it's going to throw off your conversation so just go in expecting that you have to be the educator here yeah i mean it's i mean like it's just i mean important because i've been spending because because we all spend so much time on situations different rules and different scenarios off the court to prepare us on the court so what are some of your other uh, pain points with officiating what part of the game do you find most difficult for you I think, I think the one thing that I've probably had to work, I mean, on overcoming is just slowing um, down a little bit more and going more slowly because of stimulation that, that, that at times I could get with being on the um, autism spectrum and just not, and, and not speeding myself up. Yeah, so just talk to me some of the things you feel with that during the game. Which ways does, would you say, autism kind of creep into your officiating or factor in? Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, um, especially, um, especially like if, like if, like if it's a high intense um, game and it's very crucial just down the possession and there's just one team that's like getting the ball um, out of balance that's trying to get it quickly. Like I have to use my self-talk more than other people in some um, situations to understand, call the game like like I've been it and just keep your confidence up up, up high. You've gone through so many situations of think, think like a comeback kid that 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 helped you get to where I am. And 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 especially like this, like last game I did this summer at Court Club Elite Camp, that's what I basically was telling myself, you're like you're a comeback um, kid, you've gone, like you've battled through so much, you've been battle tested and keep what you're doing. I love that. So those are some definitely confidence building statements. Oh yeah, it's just, it's, it's just helped, I mean, so much. And, um, and, and the one thing that, um, that has helped me, which I've learned in my master's program, especially in those situations, you have to identify situational leadership in those situations just to dive a little bit deeper 
about your areas of officiating. You want to improve your whistle discipline. You want to improve your patience, looking at different ways to use your mechanics and signals and work on matching different personalities throughout the games. What do you mean by uh, the matching of personalities? Like, don't like, like, don't always have that more angry, like personality. If it's some close call, like you have to understand when it's a time to be like more calm or be more and like like be more and be more emphatic with some of your calls, especially if it's a close call to sell it. Like the personalities are different. A couple of things there. You, you you talked about selling, so we'll get into that. But you also mentioned angry. Now, I don't want you ever feeling angry on the court, nor do I think any official should be angry because when we're angry, that's not the mental and emotional state we need to be in to be that professional on the court. So do you find times where you are angry on the court or frustrated? I mean, mean, that was a couple, I mean, years ago, like when I was getting it more like the beginning, but now I've gotten, I mean, more, I mean, calm about it like i don't show it anymore just some of the emotions we can never show i don't think are you know anger frustration you know having like a hot temper i mean not having enough empathy in that situation empathy is a big key word there always and always leading with empathy but still being firm you know but with being firm you know just you can't show anger as a way of being firm. That's not the firm we're looking for. That's not the effective firm that we need. You know, we need the professional service-like respectable firm. Um, and what that does is that gives you leverage to get your message across because you're checking all of those boxes. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, especially some things that I've had, especially with like, like with these emotions, like I've had to work on just um, especially having to uplift some of my partners because because I'm not going to say the name of the camp, but I was at a camp this one summer where like where I was working with one person like who um, who sort of got me into that wrong spot and I was worrying more about that situation and, and, and it took and I let it, I mean, take me off and I almost wanted to show that person the door. I mean, what, what does the door mean? Means you would like yell at them or have a conversation about it after? Like, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like I had a point for like reflection, like for, like for us after the game to talk about what we need to do, like, I mean, what we're doing well, better and how at that point. And, um, and, and this one individual wasn't honest about what they couldn't um, do. They were making more um, excuses to themselves to us one of your partners was yeah all right but you know one of the things i'm going to be tackling on patreon and and with this new chapter of crown refs is the mindset because you know the mindset approach comes way before play calling and it helps you process these these um you know interactions with different partners having a high emotional intelligence okay so back I don't want any one person to have the ability to throw you off or get you frustrated or get under your skin. Once you start moving to a place like that, where no one has the ability to throw you off. Like if I just sat here, Will, and cursed you out and said the worst things to you right now, 
I want you to get to a place, and of course I would never do that, but you know, there may be people that will. I want you to get to a place where it has no effect on you. Um, and the one thing that I did especially during that time, instead of going, like instead of going to that one person, like I started to basically like text like a few of my like one or two of my mentors during that period about 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 what is a more calm thing to do because it was the first time that I was really in that situation. Yeah, I think we've all been frustrated by partners, you know, over, you know, depending how long you work, you know, you work five, six, seven, 10 years, there's a lot of people that we work with. So you're not going to get along with every single one of them. But you want to get to a point where you're professional, you're kind to every partner you work with. And even the ones that do disagree with you or or maybe don't respect you or maybe try to show you up or big time you if you could just get to a, a, an emotional place where they have no effect on you that's going to make you a stronger more confident official and this is what's getting back to confidence i know you wanted to improve your confidence don't let other people's opinions affect your confidence or or you know bring your confidence level down for instance a coach that says will you just you're just not a good ref that should not even penetrate you are you are you at a point where like that's going to penetrate you or or an official that you respect if they just came up to you and said man you know and gave you 50 things you're doing wrong and you know like it's great to take the advice and try to learn from that but don't be down by that so i want you to develop really thick skin and that armor because oh, yeah. I'm gonna really help you improve your communication and game management skills, but I also wanna help you improve the uh, mental aspect of the game, both on and off the court. Oh yeah, and it, oh yeah, and it's something that like I haven't let like I haven't let any bad thing get to me. Like I just move on, keep battling, keep being battle tested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be, be happy while you're here. You know, it's about being tough, too. And being tough doesn't mean being a tough guy. It just means having tough skin and and being emotionally tough. There's so many people we deal with in the sport that that maybe don't have that that emote their emotions in fully control because it's an emotional game. But we have to be the ones that are emotionless. You have to stay more calm because you never know what's going to happen in a game. You never know. One second, it could be calm. Another minute, that like there could be a fight breaking out. How else are you looking for me to help you, Will? I mean, I'm, I mean, like, I'm just, I mean, especially like I'm trying to get just some more um, critical um, feedback on, I mean, like on my mechanics because they've gotten better from so much like um, oh, since like um, since November of 20. 20 like i basically went from 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 going too quickly um to some signals being very sloppy to things just being a lot more smooth out and i've developed more consistency with with being smooth and um, and i'm just trying to continue that flow and and, and slide where like where i am Great. I'm going to be able to help you a lot with that. Two things come to mind specifically signal school. So when we do a group signal school, it'll be one of the nights that we meet during the week. And I'm going to be able to see you perform signals, you know, through Zoom. Um, But I'll I'll get a really good sample size for how you perform and how you present. 
So I think that's going to be a great way to not only practice your signals in front of a group, um, but get tips and advice on how you can improve that. And also to be able to go around the, the room or with the group and see everybody else perform their signals, you're going to be able to pick up some things from what other officials are doing. For like one example, like things how I've gotten better, like I've went from like on push, like I went from here to here. Like this was like this was this what this is what it was like, like back in February March. It was like it was too yeah. fast, and and you have to try to like push some person. Yes, like that's like that's how much harder I've worked. We're gonna improve your push even more because I see some room for improvement on top of what you've already developed. So, um, are you uh, the signal school idea? That's gonna be a good way for you to to definitely help this category, right? Oh yeah, it is. And then we'll be able to watch your film too um, on one of the nights. It, I'm probably going to call it like IPR night. You know, IPR is the film review service that I developed, yep. right? So, but I'm kind of I'm kind of going to integrate that theme into our film review night. So it'll be a great way for me to not only watch you on the court, see your court presence, see your positioning, see your play calling, and then see your mechanics and signaling. So it, you know, we'll definitely improve your signals just breaking down your film so you know i'm excited about the possibilities for you i want to i want to help you make the biggest strides you've ever made with officiating and i, and I think it's going to happen and i think it's going to happen kind of quickly because we have a real accelerated program every week week we're meeting sometimes every day we're talking so this is going to be fast-paced learning i mean i mean oh yeah, oh yeah especially talking through like the voice stuff on the discord stuff yeah, I mean, that's a that's an open forum that that's been a game changer. I've never Crown Refs have, has never had a, a consistent or let me say Crown Refs have, has never had just a chat room an ongoing dialogue from referees in the community. I mean, like, what is like, what is the whole voice thing? Like, is it for people to leave their voice stuff on there? No, voice is just what we're doing now. It would just be well, right now we're doing video, but a voice channel is just a live voice channel. It's a voice call. Mm -hmm. So when we do our weekly meetings, um, a lot of times it'll be on the mentor voice channel. So you would just go into that chat, just like you would a text chat, and you would just click join, and then there will be an ongoing, you know, meeting or there'll be officials gathered there. And I'll be available for office hours as well, because I'm going to put out the, um, the first week's schedule in a few days. So you'll see what my office hours availability is, and that'll be an, an opportunity for you to just jump in to the mentor voices and ask any questions. Maybe you had a game the night before, maybe you had plays that you wanted to discuss, you gave a coach a technical foul, you wanna ask me if you administered it correctly or whatever. Um, it could just be me and you at that time, or it could be a group of officials based on that day's availability. So I think that's just another um, feature of the mentor tier. Yeah, like how often are people in the voice thing right now? Because the voice, people... thing, the voice thing hasn't started. It's going to be organized around the schedule, the mentor tier schedule that I put out once a week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah, yeah. And it's very helpful with all the quizzes and everything that Zach does, and all and all you people have had. Yeah, Zach is bringing a tremendous amount of value to the group too. I mean, he's doing a lot of posting and a lot of teaching in discord so it's been like a platform for other refs to develop their 
teaching skills and you know hone their craft there oh yeah and oh yeah and oh yeah and ryan and i have spent so much time with each other actually that makes me really happy the fact that you know you and, and ryan are setting up different you're organizing your own meetings and your own film sessions and you know you're building rapport with ryan you're learning from each other how's that been oh my god like i've taken him under my wing basically he's a great kid he's my nephew so i mean so great i mean i mean like i mean like i mentor one other person in kansas and um, and and this person wants everything that i can give him that's a great feeling knowing the person that you're interacting with wants everything that you have in your brain to 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 want to share it and that's that's one of the things that helped me develop crown refs was i had an audience of a few people that just gave me the platform to want to teach so you, you're feeling that a little bit now with giving back to your mentees and it's a great feeling and when you teach you learn twice so i want to develop everybody in the mentor tier to maybe one day i bring you on as a guest or you're you're having your own sessions in you know in the crown refs discord or you know i, I see this evolving and it's all about promoting from within and, and having an organic you know community so that's what's really special about what we have going oh, yeah, on it really i mean it really is and uh, and yeah and i'm used to building community from my disability advocacy work that i do yeah talk to me a little bit more about that yeah so um yeah so i'm a former um intern um with, with a couple national disability organizations one is called apsi which is the association supporting people employment of first which 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 is an organization that advocates for equal opportunity employment for people with disabilities i've been a former intern for national for international disability rights organization called tash which which has members that focus on disability employment inclusive recreation community living um inclusive um education so yeah so with and still being i'm still involved with tash as a member where i'm on an inclusive education committee and we're trying to look at different advances for inclusive um schools and, and what school districts are doing for for learning trying to look at universal design for learning and look at changing systems um policy so students with disabilities have the right to full um inclusion in their home um schools where they um go and um and now like over one year ago i started a disability advocacy group with my one of my childhood best friends who has a disability as well called the equal access um advocacy collective which is a cross disability group with some allies and right now we've been working on on calling legislators about a campaign to end sub minimum wage employment for people with disabilities right now just the other day we were writing um, a letter to I mean to the President of the United States to try to get these athletes who, who are trying to compete in the Paralympics who are held hostage just recently there was a, a Paralympic athlete who got freed out from Afghanistan because France rescued her and took her to Tokyo to compete. Well, the short time I've known you, Will, it seems like you have your hands in so many different things and you're with part of so many different communities. So I commend you for that. And, and I really appreciate that you're part of this one. Is there anything else I can uh, oh, yeah. answer for you before we, we go? I mean, I mean, like, I just appreciate what you're doing here with this platform and helping other so many officials. Everything is just beneficial 
to different people and I've just been building my community and network and just keeping on going strong with everything that I'm doing. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs Podcast. Serve the game.